0: it's good to see you today great glad you have joined us for our journey through Scripture my name is Philip Thomas pastor of journey here in Elgin Texas Um, and we are uh, this is our Tuesday edition I hope that you had a wonderful weekend and enjoyed Mother's Day Um, but we missed last week we were kind of changing some things with our sound system and getting it all ironed out and we're still getting it ironed out but it's it's coming along and so thank you so much for joining us today Uh, we look forward uh, to going through and finishing the book of Amos. Uh, so we're today going to be going through Amos chapter six through nine. So just the last four chapters of the book of Amos. So if you want to read through that real quick and then, uh, you can come join us. All right. So Amos chapter six, uh, kind of continues. Remember this is, uh, Amos has gone up to the northern kingdom, uh, to Jeroboam, King Jeroboam. Um, they've actually had some success, some military success. Things are are going fairly well economically at this time for uh, the northern kingdom or uh, for Israel. Um, however, um, they have fully turned their back on God. They, they are, God is, is just an afterthought to the leadership um, and to many of the people. Um, and so Amos comes up from the southern kingdom. He comes up and uh, to prophesy and to try to get the people to change their ways but actually he's kind of at the point um, where god is just saying here's what's coming here's what's a result uh, of your disobedience so in chapter 6 we uh, continue to to see uh, amos uh, talking about warnings and woes uh, verse 3 says woe to you who put far off the day of the doom who cause the seed of violence to come near, who lie on beds of ivory, stretch out on your couches, eat lambs from the flock, calves from the midst of the stall. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Continues on. It goes, who drink wine from bowls, right? And anoint yourself with the best ointments. Um, but they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Therefore, they shall now, now go captive as the first of the captives. And those who recline at banquets shall be removed. So it's talking, you know, kind of this attitude, this pompous attitude that the people that the especially the leaders he's speaking to Jeroboam, uh, to the king. Um, but uh, they have uh, just gotten comfortable with where they are. It's all about them. Um, they they don't care about the poor. That's one thing that you see throughout Amos, um, that they don't the king does not care about the poor people. Kind of an interesting thought, the the country is going to be overtaken um, and and impacted by uh, Syria uh, very soon and going to be taken by them. Um, that's obviously going to impact the wealthy and the, the rulers of the land, but it's also going to impact the poor. It's going to impact those who are faithful to God, um, right? So when when a, a society turns its back on God, um, eventually those actions are going to catch up with them, and it's going to affect everyone. And uh, I, I love it. it says, woe to you who put far off the day of doom, um, who just are kind of just th- thinking everything's going to be okay. Hey, everything's all right now, so it's everything's going to be fine. You know, and that's that's our human tendency. So we think everything's going to be fine. Well, you know what? One of these days it may not be, um, And and we should be aware and always be mindful of of where our relationship with god is and also with what's going on in society around us and how what's happening in society around us um is is the society moving closer to god or further away from god if it's moving further away from god there will be some natural consequences at some point then uh, you continue on in chapter six uh, there in verse, uh, uh, eight says the Lord, God has sworn by himself. The Lord of hosts says, I pour the pride of Jacob and hate his palaces. Therefore I will deliver up the city and all that is in it. Right. The, the, the pride and the arrogance, uh, is one of the things that God calls out time and time again. Uh, verse 12 says, do horses run on rocks? Does one plow there with oxen? Yet you have turned justice into gall, the fruit of righteousness into wormwood. You rejoice, you rejoice over Loderba, Lo uh, L- Lodabar, and you say, we have not taken, uh, name for ourselves. Those are two places that Jeroboam would have conquered. So they were proud of those victories, but it says by our own strength. So they think that that was all done. In their own strength, they have not been relying on the Lord, which shows you there you can have some victories in life without relying on the Lord. Um, You know, but they are short-lived, and they may lead to uh, to (laughs) uh, to catastrophe down the road. But the Jeroboam and Israel, they did see some uh, some wins, if you will, Um, but they were not relying on the lord's strength they were re- relying on their own strength so then in uh, verse uh, chapter 7 talks about some different visions that uh, amos has um and that he's sharing those visions to the to the house of jeroboam to uh, king jeroboam and then we have amaziah we we talked about amaziah before amaziah is the priest of uh, jeroboam and so he comes up and uh, he says amaziah the priest of bethel uh, sent to jeroboam king of israel saying amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of israel the land is not able to bear all his words now this is interesting that the message that that uh uh, amaziah the priest gives he, he actually doesn't even say that what amos is saying is wrong He's just saying the the land can we cannot bear it, we can't handle this, so the answer rather than trying to do the hard work of changing the answer is just uh, eh, shut up, quit talking right and uh and i I think sometimes we we see that uh uh today um you know taking an easier way uh rather than figuring out a path forward. it's just easy easier to I don't, I don't want to hear the bad things that are going on. Um, that's kind of what's going on here. Uh, Amaziah com- makes that complaint to, to Amos. And uh, uh, Amaziah says to Amos, says, Go, you seer, flee to the land of Judah. There eat bread and there prophesy, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary and it is the royal residence. So who has replaced God? The king has replaced God. right? The people by desiring a king have allowed it that system to basically take the place of god so amos you know what you're fine to go and talk about this anywhere else but you're not going to talk about it here right because we have decided that we are god and you you are speaking for the wrong god and you can speak for him in other places but not here in the presence of the king and it's a very dangerous Dangerous thing that we we all have to uh, be be wary of. It says then Amos answered uh, to Amaziah, says I was no prophet, nor was I son of a prophet, but I was a sheep breeder and the tender and a tender of sycamore fruit. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock and said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. Now therefore hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel, and do not spout against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus says the Lord, your wife shall be a harlot in the city. Your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword. Your land shall be divided by a survey line. You shall die in a defiled land, and Israel shall surely be led away captive from his own land. Right, so Amos is basically saying, listen, I was just a normal guy. I'm just doing what God has called me to do, and I'm sorry if you don't like it. And in fact, here's what it means. Um, it, the, <laughs> everything is coming to a head. Right, It's it's, a, it's a, a really rough, rough spot. So then in uh, chapter 8, uh, uh, kind of the Lord God continues to, to speak uh, to Amos and give him things to share. Um, he says, uh, uh, behold, a basket of summer fruit. And he said, uh, Amos, what do you see? And Amos says, a basket of summer fruit. The Lord said to me, the end has come upon my people Israel. I will not pass them anymore. more. And the songs of the temple shall be wailing in that day, says the Lord God. Many dead bodies everywhere, they shall be thrown out in silence. Hear this, you who swallow up the needy and make the poor of the land fail, saying, when will the new moon be passed, that we may sell the grain? All right. So again, it's taking advantage of the poor and not caring about uh, your your fellow man. Um, And then I continue on in verse uh, nine. It says, and it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord God, that I will make the sun go down at noon. I will darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feast to mourning, your songs to lamentation. I'll bring sackcloth on every waist and baldness on every head. Yeah, well, I guess I, I guess I'm already a few steps into the day of the Lord. Uh, it says, "I will make it morning for only for the only sun, and its day, uh, and its end like a bitter day. Behold, the days are coming," says the Lord God, "that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord." That's interesting. That a society once it rebels long enough. Eventually it gets to where it can't hear the word of the Lord. It's not that the word of the Lord is not there. It's not that the truth is not there, but the the society has blinded itself for so long that it is, it can't recognize the truth anymore. And so destruction will come it says they shall wander from sea to sea from North to East. They shall run to and fro seeking the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. So, you know, trying to figure out why are th- everything is everything going against us. Why are things going bad? What's going on? What's wrong? And trying to find the answers, but they will not find the only one true answer, which is found in the truth of God, in the word of the Lord. Um, then we have chapter nine talks about the the destruction of what is coming. Uh, the destruction of Israel it says, I will set uh, this is verse four, I will set my eyes on them for harm. And not for good, right? There, God is a good God, and all the time He is a good God. However, there is a time where the vengeance of the Lord is real, and He, it, we, we will not interpret it as good, right? Uh, but it is, it is something that He has warned about, and is the consequences of living a life in rebellion against God. Will ultimately lead to harm, not to good. Um, it says, "For the the Lord God of hosts, he who touches the earth and it melts; he who dwells there mourn, uh, and and all who dwell there mourn. And of it shall swell like the river, and subside like the river of Egypt." Um, you know, it, it's it's a a terrifying scene um, that Amos is sharing with the people of Israel. Um, and it's very sad, but it reminds us, um, that, you know, God is, God is a God who is going to, to exact justice. He is a merciful God. Yes. But justice will be had and justice doesn't always feel good. And eventually, if, if we take advantage of God's mercy long enough, justice will, will, uh, come back very quickly upon us. And and that is what the nation of Israel, uh, the northern kingdom, is uh, looking at at this point. So verse 13 says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper, the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed. The mountain shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. I will bring back the captives of my people. Uh, they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards, drink wine from them. They shall make gardens and eat fruit from them. I will plant them in their land and no longer shall they be pulled up from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. So I love how Amos ends with a a look to the distant future where God will restore the people. They're going to experience his judgment and his justice, but then it will lead to a remnant coming back that God will not abandon his promises he will not abandon his covenant and you know i i think about that that you know we are we live in a society uh, that has completely turned us back on God in so many different areas but yet and and i don't know what what more is coming you know I, we will be experiencing a lot of consequences of trying to to live in a way that goes against the truth Of the word of the lord Uh, however god will continue to be faithful and there will be uh those who (laughs) who he's able to to use uh, to share his message again to to bring hope and to bring truth back into the world again and i think it's just important for us to uh, to think about that to make sure that we don't start falling into the trap of believing what the king jeroboam is saying how many people in israel just started following the king jeroboam because oh if if that's what he says it must be good no make sure you look to what the word of the lord is and follow that truth not what society always says is true all right uh we will uh, be looking at, on thursday at the book of hosea um you may want to go ahead and read all of it we may we may be able to get through all of Hosea. It's, it's long or it's, it's not terribly long. They're not long chapters. It's uh, 14 chapters. We're going to try to get through it. If not, uh, we'll, we'll finish it up next Tuesday, but Hosea for Thursday. All right. We'll see you then.